Welcome in, everybody, to the Daily Draft Report. I'm super, 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 super excited to finally bring on my first defensive player, and he's a doozy, man. This guy's one of the ones that I've loved watching the last couple years. He's not going to have the eye-popping stats, but what he puts on tape is better than just about anybody in this class. It's Jalen Carter, defensive lineman from Georgia. He's a junior, six foot three, 310 pounds. And I'm also super excited to bring on Jacob Infante. He's a Bears writer at the Windy City Gridiron. Jacob, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm really glad you had me on for Jalen Carter because you know, we were talking about before we started recording, like I'm, I'm really, really stoked on Jalen Carter and some other people aren't. So I'm looking forward to just, you know, having the chance to gush about him uh, without having to deal with the immediate uh, feedback of, oh, he wasn't great against Ohio State or whatever. So <laughs> I'm excited for this. Right. He's one of those guys that's not going to be sexy. He's not going to be sexy like Will Anderson. But man, I mean, he could totally change an entire defense by what he brings to the inside of the in the interior of the line. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's get into him a little bit. His recruiting profile. He's a five star guy, the 18th ranked player in the class of 2020. Um, from Apopka, Florida. And as far as, like I said, statistically, he's not going to blow your mind away. Um, three sacks as a freshman, eight and a half as a sophomore, seven as last year. Or I'm sorry, I was looking at tackles for loss. Jeez. <laughs> totally, totally brain fart there. Three sacks in his sophomore year and only three sacks in his, in his junior year. Um, he did have 37 tackles as sophomore, 32 as his junior year. But his, in, his impact is felt like far beyond the stat sheet. So we'll just dive right in there. Jacob, what skills does he have that you think is going to make him successful in the NFL? So one thing that I think is just so obvious when I watch Jalen Carter is his athleticism and his burst off the snap is impressive. He's got a really good first step and he also has really good uh, athletic ability once he gets out in space, whether that's, you know, chasing down ball carriers in the run game or, you know, if he's in, uh, if he's rushing the passer and he needs to change direction uh, to take on scrambling quarterbacks, he's shown a very good ability to do that. I think he's going to end up testing very well because you look at the, uh, again, not just the short area burst, which is, you know, more important for a defensive lineman when you're playing in the trenches there, but also the long speed and the mobility and that also uh, adds some additional value when you're trying to say you're stunting an edge rusher uh, up the a gap or something, and then you're going to have Jalen Carter pop outside to take on the tackle. Then you have a guy who's more than capable of doing that. So I think the athleticism alone gives him an advantage and allows him to create that initial uh, upfield penetration to get into the backfield and, you know, really make his presence felt and, I think the explosiveness is such a big part of it. And because of how quick he is off the ball, I think that, uh, you know, you've seen teams have to double team him. I've gone back. Mm -hmm. oh, I've wow. watched. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And that, that is something to keep in mind here when you're looking at his sack numbers is how often he got double teamed. I went back, you know, I've watched a good chunk of his 2022 games, a handful of his 2021 games. Even in 2021, on that stacked, crazy stacked Georgia defensive line that had three first-round picks last year and then had Nolan Smith, who's going to be a high pick this year off the edge, uh, and then Adam Anderson, who was going to be an early pick before uh, you know off-the-field issues uh, derailed his career. And Jalen Carter was the one who was getting double-teamed more often than not. 
And whenever he was on the field, like he was the impact player that opposing teams were really looking at and saying, okay, this is the guy we need to stop. So uh, when you're taking Jalen Carter in the first round, you're not just taking him for what he can do in one-on-one situations, which when he gets those one-on-one looks, he's very tough to stop more often than not. And you're also getting a guy who gets double teamed, a guy who opens up more opportunities for his teammates and, you know, I've, I've talked about his speed, but he also has, you know, good gap awareness. He knows when to free up his hands and make plays near the line of scrimmage. He's a lot stronger than, uh, you know, he's a decent sized defensive tackle, but he plays like someone much bigger when you look right. at how strong right. he is. He does a great job of, you know, holding up those blocks, heating up those gaps in the run game. Uh, just a dominant three tech. I think that's where he's best suited at the next level. Uh, but he can really play anywhere. He can play like two tech, one tech knows what you can even realistically kick him outside even farther right. if you wanted to. But I just think from a, from a speed perspective, a power perspective, how well he uses his hands, uh, especially in the run game, you know, just the ability to stack and shed is impressive. Uh, I think there's a lot to like with Jalen Carter and, I think he's going to make an impact for a defense pretty quickly in the league. Oh, absolutely. I think he's going to be that guy that's going to see the field right away. And I mean, you hit the nail on the head of all the things that I wanted to highlight, you know, the, the speed and the power, the relentless motor, um, he can get low. He he's, but his discipline is, is really smart. And what's scary is you see people, I mean, people that know more than I do say that he's still really raw and has so much more to develop. And I'm like, what? <laughs> which is really scary because I, I see him and I'm like, I want that dude on my team. Like, I don't care exactly. you know, what it takes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, he's got a, a decent amount of pass rush moves. You know, he can get generate that from the interior and he's only going to get better. So is there anything you see that you, that other than the rawness, is there anything you see that he need that he needs to work on to be better at the next level? Yeah. So one thing I will mention about his actual, you know, like skill set is I think that he needs to work a little bit on converting speed to power on a consistent mm-hmm. basis. And you've certainly seen flashes with him, but I think that there are some times where he doesn't get as much, you know, speed to power explosiveness out of his lower half as he arguably right. should on a regular basis. I mean, and I think part of that leads to, uh, you know, one of my concerns, which is just conditioning. And he really only has one season as a full-time starter Cause you know, the year before, like they rotated him in and this year he took on a bigger role, but even then he wasn't like a, you know, a three down defensive lineman on a consistent basis. So I think it may take a little bit of time for him to be an immediate, like three down guy, but just, just knowing that NFL teams, you know, tend to rotate defensive linemen a good amount, uh, I think that that shouldn't be a massive issue, which is why I'm not as worried about it as some other people are simply because I think that if, even if you have him on, you know, two of three downs, then, you know, he's going to make an impact. So, uh, but we would like to see him him solidify himself in a full-time starting role to prove that he can stay on the field. Cause that one Ohio state game that people, you know, point out, that's his most snaps that he's taken in the game. And there were some times where admittedly he did look gassed. So that's something that I want to see him uh, fine tune once he gets to the next level. It's not enough to turn me off on him as, 
you know, a top tier prospect in this class, but it's something to keep in mind. Right. I did notice that too, the speed to power thing that there are times where he would get caught a little like his, um, his pad level was a little too high. Yeah. You know, to where if he was down lower, he would have just probably bowled right through the dude, yeah. you know, but sure. instead it kind of, it catches him off guard cause he's, you know, and then he does seem to have a couple moves that he likes a lot more than other moves, like particularly his swim move and or cl- his club move, you know? So just, yeah. I like to see him work on it a little bit more, but I mean, yeah, like you said, the conditioning is obviously going to be an issue and he is a little bit small for your typical nose, but I mean, he's going to be used all over. So I can even see him dropping back in pass coverage, the way he moves <laughs> and, and how much he covers so much ground. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, he's, he's fun to watch. It's scary to think a guy that size can move like that. So unbelievable, really. And as far as mock drafts, everybody's got him going in the top five. I mean, this is yeah. going to be a, a locked in top five. I mean, you're a Bears fan. Do you, so do you think he would fit in the Bears scheme? Or is there another team you think he might fit a little bit better on? Or I think that from the schematic perspective, Jalen Carter is the prototypical three technique that Matt Eberflus wants in his defense. And that's such an important position for him in just his philosophy, the way that he you know believes his defense works is having an explosive three tech, someone who can generate pressure along the interior opens up so much for, uh, for the rest of the defense itself. So I think Carter fits very well. I'm interested in seeing what his arm length measurements are, because that would solidify it even more for me uh, that he's a great fit for the bears. Even then you're still looking at, like, he's a bit smaller, but he's not undersized. He just has okay size. Right. And from a speed perspective, from a power perspective, from just what he brings to the table in terms of drawing other people's attention and generating pressure, like you go back and look, his his pressure percentage in terms of how many he generates per snap are very good. Right. And he's analytically one of the most efficient uh, defensive tackles in all of college football, and he has been for the last two years. So I think that it's it's a good fit schematically. Otherwise – I could see the Seahawks being very interested in him if he falls to five. Uh, some people have mocked him to the Cardinals, and I think that's a possibility. Uh, but I, I think the Bears and the Seahawks, at least in the top five, are the two best fits for him. And let I me, mean, like you said, I'd be surprised if he falls out of the top five. I think five is realistically his floor as of right now. Yeah, with the, without the, I mean, he could obviously the combine could affect that. So yeah, that's right now. Do you have a player comp for him, or I don't know if you do those things. Yeah, so I've been I've been thinking about this a little bit, and one that comes to mind is probably earlier career Fletcher Cox. I think people kind of underestimated how explosive Fletcher Cox was coming out of Mississippi State, uh, and he you know is one of those three techniques, similar size similar athleticism, similar power. And I think Jalen Carter could realistically have a similar career. And that's saying a lot because, you know, Fletcher Cox has been one of the best defensive tackles in the league for a decade. But I think that's a possibility with Carter if he reaches his full potential. So uh, that's what I'm going with. I'm always looking for, you know, as I watch more tape, I might change a comparison or two just to double check. But, uh, after you know, however many games I've watched of him right now, that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking at. I actually really like that one a lot. They are almost identical in size, even. So, yeah, I could see him having the same type of trajectory. So, 
Yeah, and then I don't know if you play IDP, but as far as IDP, I don't think he's going to be much of an asset there for yeah. fantasy. For fantasy, it's just, you know most nose tackles aren't you know even in guys where you have to start defensive tackles, he's not going to be the guy that's going to. I mean, I I I could see him getting ten sacks someday, but it's going to take him, I think, a couple years to get there. So, yeah, yeah. So if you're doing like an like an IDP dynasty league or something, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll admit I I don't do a ton of IDP, so I'm not like super you know familiar and up to date. But I feel like, yeah, like you said, he's not going to put up a ton of the flashy stats right away. Right. I think in due time he'll put up you know better sack numbers. I think that uh, I think as a rookie it'll be similar it's a different position but somewhat similar to what Trayvon Walker had with the Jaguars I think Will Anderson's going to put up way more sacks as a rookie than Jalen Carter will but I do think that Carter's going to have you know a good amount of pressures he's going to be the type of guy that offensives key in on and I think he'll get his fair share of double teams you know pretty quickly in the league so that might affect him from a fantasy perspective but uh, I think that from an on the field standpoint it's going to be very valuable for whatever team takes him. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Ben. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, where they can find your work. Yeah, for sure. So you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Infante 24. Uh, you can find my written work over at Windy City Gridiron. It's the Bears blog page that's associated with SB Nation. And if you want, you can subscribe to my Patreon. Uh, I have it as my pin tweet on my profile. Uh, I just released my Uh, The entire big board of every non-Power 5 prospect I've watched for the 2023 draft. So if you're looking, you know, group of five, FCS, D2, D3, you know, I I highly recommend checking it out. And there's going to be a lot more stuff coming there, too. That type of stuff makes me super happy, man. I love that stuff. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm I'm a geek when it comes to the draft. I I want those guys, you know, and I know the guys that, you know, not everybody knows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you do great work, man. You really caught my attention. I think I just followed you recently. You know, you kept popping up on some people kept retweeting you and I'm like, wow, who is it? And then, yeah, really impressive <laughs> stuff, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. You can find me on Twitter at People's Champ. This podcast, Daily Draft, RPRT. Thank you all very, very much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.